fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Is it already getting cold up there? It is. It's currently, I think, 56 degrees and headed towards uh, 42 degrees tonight. That, that's actually not bad. I can live with that. Not uh, me. I start complaining at 65 and I don't stop. <laughs> uh, before before we get too far, I have to ask Kirk about something here. Uh, right after right after the last podcast, there was a picture posted of you on Facebook, and you appeared to be demonstrating your Dyson. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was you know that that actually came about honestly. Uh, one of my good friends was over here, and. Uh, the subject of vacuums came up, and you know, it, it yeah, might happen. You, that happens that, often. Yeah, I was going to say, is that code for you brought it up? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't know how. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I did bring it up. But uh, we started talking about it, and he said, you know what? That Dyson does look pretty cool. Can I can I give it a test run? That was his idea. And so he, he wanted to roll it around a little bit because, you know, the Dyson sit on that ball and everything. So anyway, yeah, you're right. You did see that. Right. It happened. I can't believe you let him touch your baby. <laughs> well, he's a good friend, very trustworthy. And he wasn't even wearing gloves or anything. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, if you ever know need to know anything about a vacuum, uh, Kurt's your go-to guy for Dyson. That's good to know, man. I'll definitely keep that in mind. Hey, Kurt. <laughs> hey, nice to meet you, Jerry. Nice to meet you, too, bud. And Ben, are you here? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we got there you. There he is. Fantastic. It is Cigar Tipsters. It is episode 18. God knows it's a, a mystery how we've made it this far, but we're here. Uh, <laughs> junior, Senior, Kirk, Ben uh, are all with you here tonight, and we have a very special guest, uh, I would say, in the studio, but we don't have a studio. Uh, but he is one-third of Trey J. Trey J, of course, J, Johnny, Jerry. And they are the brain children behind Vicarious Cigars and the new Invictus Cigar. So, welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Vicarious Blue himself, Jerry Garrett. Thank you very much. Hey, Ben, good to see you, buddy. What's happening, Jerry? Hey, good to hear from you. You've been busy. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. I've been covering a lot of ground since the last time we talked. That's fantastic. Glad to hear that. Yeah, I heard you... Uh, Speaking of babies, I heard your baby got uh, got tapped uh, right before the tweet-up uh, celebration there. Oh, yeah. Sorry about you, Jag, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, hey, Mark, sorry about your car, too. So, uh, <laughs> one of those things, you know. Yeah, we were actually we just had left and went to Lexington, Kentucky with one of the sales guys. And about the time we got down there, I got a call that, hey, somebody hit your car. So, But it got fixed. It all worked out, bud. You can always repair cars. True. It, that's what I said with mine. It can always be worse. Absolutely. All right. So, so. Your car was almost brand new with it, buddy. Yeah, it had less than 3,000 miles on it at the time. Oh, that's too bad, man. You pissed me off when I hear that. me <laughs> 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 off. Huh. All right. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention I saw just come over the wire today that the uh, – FDA is apparently planning to announce its new deeming rules next week, and 
this could have a huge effect on the cigar industry depending on which way they go. So with that said, there's never a better time to join the Cigar Rights of America than right now because Absolutely. these are the guys that are out there fighting for your cigar freedom. That's uh, cigarrights.org. Sign up for a year. Uh, you'll get some swag just for signing up. So give them well, guys some support. Yeah, I don't know if they offer the same uh, deal that they had going at TweetUp, but if you sign for two years, you get a nice little uh, travel humidor that carries about six sticks, uh, color lighter. There's plenty of room for them in there, too. Uh, and it's got the CRA logo on the front. And just so Jerry will be proud of me, it's currently carried in, or excuse me, uh, covered in vicarious stickers. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much. I, I tell you what, just a couple quick comments about that. Uh, that could potentially be a very dark a cloud, excuse me, coming up on the horizon. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the standards that they were proposing in the very beginning were so draconian. You guys are right. It would just about put a lot of B&Ms and a lot of small cigar people like me out of business. So, you know, thank God again for the CRA. I know they've been fighting that fight very strong. And if the standards are coming out next week, let's hope it's something reasonable that everybody can live with. Hopefully. Uh, so let's get on a lighter note. Let's talk about Trey J. I know you guys have been busy. Of course, your three original blends, the blue, the white, and the black, and more recently, the Invictus blend. Just tell us how things are going for you guys. I appreciate it. Things are going real well. We've really been busy. You know, what we've been focusing on for the last year is distribution. Uh, you know, uh, I don't mean to sound flippant, but anybody can make a cigar. It may necessarily be a good one, but anybody can make a cigar. The real tough part of this business is getting a distribution set up so you can get your product out there. And we've been working very hard on that this year. Uh, you know, primarily our, our market right now has been in the Midwest. But we're spreading, actually we're spreading south, we're spreading west, and we're also spreading back toward the northeast. So hopefully we've uh, found some good, qualified, experienced bro brokers to work with us, and uh, hopefully we'll be reaching our market out a little further. Well, I'll tell you, I've, I've never given a vicarious cigar to somebody who just didn't like it, you know. And Lord knows you've been kind to us with samples, and we, we've tried to pass those samples on to other people, and everybody has just raved about them. I know Ben over there is a big fan of the blue. I do enjoy some blue. I really do. And that, and that's definitely not to take anything away from the white and the black because all three blends are good. But the uh, in my opinion, the blue is the star of the show, and that's not just because Jerry is on my computer screen right now. I think it's <laughs> well. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, the 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 blue has turned out to kind of be our flagship. It's uh, our best seller. Um, the, the other two are finding their market. They were a little slow getting out of the gate, but they've been doing much, much better here recently. Uh, can I sort of explain the blends a little bit to your audience? Because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people aren't really familiar with Please do. Absolutely. Yeah, well, folks, we did something a little different. You know, when most cigar manufacturers come out with a new blend, what they'll do is they'll have the same blend, but they'll have like three or four different sizes. Well, you know, uh, good judgment or bad, I guess we'll wait to see. But we tried some attack that was a little different when we came out with a vicarious line, what we came out with was a mild, a medium, and a medium to full cigar in different sizes, different strengths, and completely different flavors. So we were kind of hoping to hit everybody's wheelhouse right off the bat. And, uh, you know, so far, thank goodness, it seems to have been pretty successful. 
And one thing I like to say is uh, you've kind of got a cigar for every uh, every hour of the day. Like if I want a nice light smoker, I want a long smoke, I'll go white because of that double Churchill size. Uh, The blue is a perfect anytime smoke. I can smoke that right after I wake up. I can smoke it right before I go to bed. It, It doesn't matter. It's good. The black I like late in the day. Now, I will say the Invictus, being a little stronger, I like to have a good, uh, hearty meal before I dive into that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a different animal. Uh, before we go any further, let me just, I, I got kind of an interesting comment and sort of a compliment the other day from a guy. Uh, the, the For those of you who are not familiar with the white label, it is a 7x52 Churchill with a Connecticut wrapper. Uh, and it's an exceptional Connecticut. You get a lot of creamy cappuccino flavors, a lot of cream, a lot of mint, and even a little bit of spearmint in it. But guy has told me that he's went out and played nine holes twice, lit the white when he first started, and never had to relight it for the, for the rest of the nine holes, which I think speaks very well of the construction. And uh, we have been very fortunate with factories that we have. We have They have made good cigars for us. But anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Nine holes, never had to relight it. <laughs> Yeah, and I will agree. I've gotten some crazy good ash, you know, three, four inches of ash on uh, each one of the different blends. I mean, the the construction is absolutely amazing. Well, thank you very much. And, again, that goes back to the factories. We were so blessed to find this early on a factory that was such a good fit for us. And if I could just speak about them just for a second, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's Tabacalera Los Lavas in Santiago. The family is the Cuevas family. They're fourth-generation Cuban cigar makers. Phenomenal people, phenomenal factory, and they've just did a great job, and we really appreciate them. That's great. And I want to ask you a little bit about, uh, you know, you. I know you guys, so we talked a lot about the people in the cigar industry that you know and that you've worked with or had, you know, yeah. dealings with. But what what is it like to work with a guy like Jose Blanco who blended your Invictus cigar? I, I tell you what, yeah, we, we, I'll skip ahead to the Invictus a little bit. Uh, just to get a little background about that, um, the only criticism, well, I won't say the only criticism, but we've had very, very few, thank goodness, but the Probably the criticism we heard about the Vicarious line uh, was probably the fact that we didn't have a full-bodied, full-blown cigar. Uh, and again, thank goodness, we've had very few criticisms. But so we taking that in consideration, the next line we want to come out with, we were thinking about doing something, like we said, really along the full-blown, full-line type of full-bodied cigar. Uh, Jay Clark, my CEO, one of my partners, over the last couple of years has developed a really good friendship with Jose Blanco. And hopefully everybody in your audience, I know who Jose is. Jose is a, a living legend in this business. He's an amazing man. Uh, anyway, uh, had a few conversations with Jose, and Jose was gracious enough to actually do the blending exclusively on the Invictus Cigars for us. And if I may say, he did a, a very good job. I know myself and Senior and Ben have all tried that particular blend. Well, we appreciate that, and I tell you what, Jose was so gracious because uh, we we didn't we, we had to go about through a half dozen blends to actually find the one that we we thought worked for the niche that we were going for. And again, that was for the full blown, full bodied cigar. And and let me just comment about the cigar a little more too. Throw a little sales patch, I, I guess, in here. You know, it's shameless self promotion, but the cigar itself is not what I even like to call full bodied. I really prefer to it as being bold. Because even though it has the strength, it has the flavor that matches up to it. So 
Yeah, honestly, I think it's a phenomenal cigar, too. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. And you're right. You don't want to smoke that on every stomach. Yeah, me and uh, Senior were actually talking about that at Chattanooga Tweetup. And Senior, you mentioned that you originally thought the black was the the stronger of the the blends that they offered until Invictus came along. Yeah, well, it was, I think. Uh, and, and I think Johnny even made this comment when, when it was first thought that maybe the black would be the, the full flavor, and then they realized it came in more in the medium to full, and then the Invictus was going to be the full. But before we get too uh, far away from Vicarious, Jerry, if you could, just the three kind of a quick rundown of wrapper binder fillers. Uh, yeah, sure. So that the people yeah, sure. kind of uh, know. The, okay, fine. Let's start with the, the, the Churchill, the white label. Actually, the, the three of us, Jay Clark and Johnny Johnson, and myself went to the factory and helped with the blending there. In fact, we pretty much did our, our self little direction from the, the factory people there. But the white label is a 7x52 uh, Churchill. It has a Dominican binder and filler. It has uh, Ecuador and Connecticut wrapper. And it's a really interesting Connecticut because what we found with it is, and, and you know, we did some experimentation, especially with the wrapper. Uh, it, you've got something that has a lot of creamy cappuccino flavors in it. It has a lot of cream. It does have some mint and spearmint, and the really interesting thing about that cigar is the fact that you don't really pick up a whole lot of, well, you don't, actually, you don't pick any of that grassy aftertaste that you get with a lot of Canadians. So it's just a very mild cigar, but even though it's mild, it's got a lot of flavor, and we've, we've, we've got quite a market for it now. It's really kind of coming to its own. Now, the blue, the blue is, um, well, as you guys refer to it, and I, I appreciate, uh, you know, the praise. Uh, the blue is my baby. That's the one that I worked on the hardest. And that was my brainchild. Uh, it actually is a torpedo. It has to back five countries in it. And forgive me if I can't remember all of them. I should I should know by now. It's Dominican, Honduran, Colombian, Nicaraguan, and Ecuadorian. The wrapper is an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, and it's probably the most complex cigar of the three. I'm not saying that the other two don't have complexity. But I think one of my good friends and a very wise cigar smoker, Mark, I think it was you, <laughs> this cigar changes so much, sometimes I can't keep up with it. I hope you meant that as a positive comment. Oh, yeah. 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 But, uh... well, well, thank you. We certainly appreciate that. And that's the blue. Now, the blue is our flagship. It, it is outselling all the rest of them. Uh, we have local cigar shops here where it's actually been the best seller for over a year now. Uh, you know, uh, and, and again, thankfully, I, I really appreciate the fact that we we have so much uh, acceptance for that cigar, and we have great customers. Uh, in a lot of shops, we're really, literally beating everybody with that cigar. Uh, Fuente, Padron, you name it. Right now, we're ahead of them. So Jerry, again, thank you so much, all those customers out there. Jerry, that, that now, blue, the, the blue changed yeah. my life. <laughs> <laughs> it changed my life. <laughs> Well, I hope it was for the better, okay? I've got my coin. It, it's a, I've been clean for three weeks. I've been sober. It changed my life, Jerry. I appreciate that fact. I'm glad I've been a, a, been a positive influence on you, bud. I, and I, honestly, I, I really do appreciate the good work, fellas. Uh, you know, I, I'm one of those kind of people. I can't sing a note, and I can't draw a straight line to save my neck. But I really do appreciate all forms of good art, and that particular cigar is my art form. I mean, my heart, my soul, my passion went into that one, 
and it pleases me, but I can't tell you how much it here it it makes me happy to hear that other people appreciate it too. That's that's my approval. That's my gratification of the blue, and I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Are Are you familiar with the uh, Cigar Guys Radio out of yeah, Atlanta? Yeah, sure. Well, at Tweet Up, they had a a, a trivia contest, and uh, Senior won it. Believe it or not. Oh. Hey. Well, well, he won. The first day, I should say. The second day, there was a question that centered around a particular rapper. And Senior, I'll let you take over this story. Oh, okay. You're going to throw me in front of the bus and then uh, <laughs> drive right over me. I understand. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, 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 thanks. <laughs> well, we're sitting there in Saturday's trivia, and I, I'm just at a loss. And they came up with a rapper question they threw at me. And I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain. It was, what country does this specific rapper come from? Well, it happens to be the same rapper that is on the vicarious block. <laughs> and, if, if, and I may, if I may set the scene, straight across from Senior is John Johnson, the man who blended the, the black. So, has, Well, yeah, not only, he was standing across from me, now he's eased himself over till he's right beside of me saying, black, black, black. <laughs> and I just cannot put the two together. And I come up with some craziness out of Brazil, out of uh, the Dominican or something like that. And of course, it's a Brazilian rapper. Right, correct. So did, Johnny, did, Johnny, did Johnny pronounce it properly for you? Uh, I, I think he was so frustrated that I couldn't understand his hit there that he didn't even try. Well, I tell you what, I have gotten... You know, early on in this, uh, we were working on that blending. Uh, uh, somebody who is very, very well known in this business, who will remain anonymous for his own protection, explained to me that the way to remember the name of that 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 rapper is Tapioca. So you call it a rapioja. And I have uh, had several people who are Spanish who who speak fluent Spanish laugh at me when I said that. It's more like a rapioja. <laughs> but it is an excellent. I tell you what, it it is an excellent rapper. We really like it. We did look at the San Andreas rapper too in Maduro, but we we decided to go with the Brazilian one. I think it was a good choice. Yeah, oh, that's an excellent smoke. Yeah, and I would agree with that choice because it, as much as I love the Mexican San Andreas rapper, everybody is doing it. Right. So so right. it was good it, to see it, you guys it, come in with something different. Right, and, and there's just a twist to that wrapper that I, you know, it's hard for people my finger on. It's almost kind of a, a, musky, a musky, earthy type of note to it that you don't get with the San Andreas wrappers. At least I don't think you do. Uh, switching gears a little bit, we do a segment now on the show where I name a brand of cigars, and uh, each one of us names our favorite cigar from that particular brand. So I want to include you in this little game tonight. So the brand is going to be Alec Bradley. I'll give you a few minutes to think about it while the others give their choices. I was going to do Vicarious, but we would have all said blue. So <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't have been fair. Well, I might switch off a little with the white just to, just to throw something different in there. So. <laughs> but, uh, Kirk, I'll start with you on this one. What would be your Alec Bradley of choice? So I'm going to take the... Uh the snotty road here and say that my uh, my preference would be the fine and rare. It's uh it's their annual release where they have a, a set number of boxes and it is just every single cigar is great. I mean 
if you see them, they're a little more expensive. I think you know a lot of Alec Bradley come in under ten bucks, but the fine and rare I think is more in the fourteen or sixteen dollar range. But it is a treat, absolute treat. Cool. Do you try to like take these convertible or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Yes, he does, and his his Dyson is in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah. Dyson yeah, with the seat belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fine and rare. Look at you all dapper. Where's your top hat? <laughs> uh, I got good taste. Hollywood taste on a on a modest budget. It is a delicious smoke, though. I would agree. Well, how about this? Let me let me throw out number two then. So uh, it may not be my 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 absolute next favorite, but when you consider how much it costs, the uh, American Classic, at uh, at four dollars and ninety five cents a cigar, a cigar uh, the American Classic is a great economy cigar, and I think it's ended up in cigar aficionados' most economical like good smokes they have every year. It's yes, ended it up is. on that. It's ended up on yes, that list is. a few times. So. Well, and my favorite Alec Bradley falls into that same category. It's the American Sun Grown. Uh, I believe it's that same price point as the American Classic, but uh, as that yep. darker Sun Grown wrapper, fantastic. Ben, same. what's your? Uh... Go ahead, Kirk. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say it's the same same cigar, different uh, different wrapper. Those yeah. two. And Kirk can attest uh, that you and I both like those, Junior, because I think we smoked several boxes of them <laughs> at Patriot. Yeah. Huh. yeah, that was my go-to cigar when I was broke, but I still wanted to be at the cigar shop. Uh, but Ben, what's your favorite to Alec Bradley of choice? So far, um, I haven't tried the whole list of them, but so far, the Prensado is one of my favorites, and I'm trying a black market at the moment. Um, I don't think it's as good as my favorite as the Prensado, but it's good for what it is. Very consistent smoke. Not a lot of not really complex and changes, but it's just very even to will. So it's good afternoon smoke. So Ben, if I can comment, um, you touched on two of two of the Alec Bradleys that I really do high, hold in high prestige. Uh, the uh, the Prensado is, is a go-to all the time cigar, but I want to talk actually about the black market because. That one to me has a unique flavor that is not available in many cigars, and I think it's because one of their filler tobaccos in the black market is a uh, Pana uh, from Panama, Panamanian. Is that how you say that? Panamanian Honduran. Yeah. So the the Panamanian tobacco in there, I think, gives it a really unique flavor that you won't find in other cigars, uh, or maybe not many other cigars. So I've always enjoyed that. Just when I want something, you know, that I haven't had very much, black yeah, market is. It's a solid medium. It, it does. It's not extremely. And uh, senior, I know Ben kind of stole your thunder on this one. But yeah, Ben just stole choice. my thunder there. He, he knew that because I threw it out on uh, Facebook the other day. But yeah, the Prensado is probably uh, my top Alec Bradley, and then the Sun Grown is a definite go-to for the price point. Uh, the Prensado, I think it's got a uh, Corojo Honduran wrapper, uh, Nicaraguan and Dominion, uh, Dominion. <laughs> Whatever I'm trying right, to say, right, that's right, the failure to it. Dominion. Stop, 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 stop. For once, it's not me fucking up words. <laughs> Dominion.
minion. I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the minion, exactly. <laughs> All right, come on, Mark. Say cigar aficionado. Come on. What's that? Yeah, you just said it wrong, too. So. No, I said it wrong intentionally. because uh, yeah, like, yeah, of course of course you did. Or you throw audio in there somehow. I, uh, but no, the Prince Sada is the, uh, my favorite Alex, so... Next. <laughs> All right, and I saved the best for last. Jerry Garrett, what is your choice? Yeah, let me just jump in there for a second and, and say a couple things about, about that. Honestly, I, I pretty much like all of them. And I, I want to just also say I also like Alan Rubin very, very much. He's a real gentleman, a good man. Uh, he's good for the business. I, let me just throw this out for thought a little bit. You know, we've talked about everything from a $16 cigar to a $4 cigar here. And, yeah, probably I would have to say the fine and rare if I want to spend, you know, $14, $16, whatever dollars. But a real challenge is when you stop and think about it is to make a phenomenal $4 cigar. You know? Very true. That is and, the And uh, that sun ground is hard to beat, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we have smoked many of them. That that yes, American Sun Grown, the the Padron 2000, th- those are two sub five dollar cigars that are kind of I don't know they they bat above their league I guess you could say yeah you know honestly I think they're bo- I would consider them both classics I really would they're, yeah they're I mean they're cigars. they're literally ten dollar cigars in a five dollar package yeah I I would agree with that and actually the uh, the CLE Schizo which is even cheaper. Is a fantastic cigar for the money. I believe it's like two twenty-five a stick. Wow, I've heard good things about that, but I haven't had one yet. That's they insulting. are. <laughs> what, what 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 was that, Ben? I said that's insulting. They should charge more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take my money. Go ahead. I, I feel bad. Like two dollars seventy-five cents. Oh, it's got to be worth more than this. Well, I mean, when you when you've got a guy. Like Kirk, who pulls up in his convertible with his Dyson in the passenger seat, wearing an ascot. <laughs> you know, you, somebody goes behind the counter and you know puts some six ninety five price tags on there on a two ninety five cigar. Well, that's the ones that are in the thumbprint humidor. Yeah, yeah. The only he can access. Uh, you guys are great. Real funny. But, you know, man, they are not going to let that that vacuum cleaner thing go, are they, buddy? Never. That's okay. He brings it on himself. <laughs> and, and Jerry, believe it or not, the vacuum cleaner started at episode one. Yeah. And it's still carried <laughs> Eighteen episodes ago, it, it was... This, this, there were two sources of humor in the original episode, Dyson and the word nipple. <laughs> well, again, it's, it's, it's good to have themes that endure. True. So there's a lot to be said for that, fellas. You bring a lot to the table there, Kirk. Thank you. Yes, my pleasure. Well, you, you know the sad part is Kirk is actually the uh, the the real cigar aficionado of the group, and, is that and right? give him more more hell than anybody. I think because we have to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, as long as it's top, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's all right. You know, you, I grace you all with my presence, and this is what I get for it. Well, he's true. He says that, but he's actually sitting on his porch, dressed like Thurston Howell the Third right now. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, let's get back to uh, Trey J for a minute. Let me throw out a few things here. Uh, at Trey J Cigars on Twitter or TreyJCigars.com if you want to learn about yes, all sir. the individual blends. Uh, now, you were talking about distribution earlier. For our listeners, what is the easiest, easiest path that they can go to find you? 
Uh, check our website. The website should have the uh, retail locators on that. And I know we, it's been a little bit of construction here lately, but if it's up and going right now, I haven't checked it recently. But we should have a retail locator there where you could basically just click on a, a name and it will take you to Google Map and show you where it's at. Okay? And it is working. I'm looking at it right now. Fantastic. Good to hear. <laughs> uh, we we have got a medium guy, a media, excuse me, media guy now, uh, who's handling all that stuff. And like I said, I personally, I've been just pretty much on the road. We've actually done four events this week, and we're doing another one tomorrow. Wow, you guys are busy. So I have been, uh, I have been on the road. So. Have you, have you, do you have a blue suit yet? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can, I, do you, believe in, I do believe in shameless self-promotion, but there is a limit, brother. You so. uh, <laughs> can't go with the Two partners who have two cigars, too, now. we got to share the limelight, fellas. Well, see, that's why you have a blue jacket, and one sleeve is white, and one sleeve is black. There you go. Maybe reversible, something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, flip it around, suddenly you're selling white. Turn it around, you're selling blue, you know. Yeah. But uh, I we, heard you can guys. We maybe hop back to the Invictus for just a couple seconds. Absolutely. Yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about that blend. We kind of talked around it and talked about it, the fact that it's a strong cigar, which it is. But I, again, I think it's a phenomenal cigar. Uh, Jose Blanco did do the blending for us. His wife Emma graciously—I can't use that word enough—did the artwork for the box design for us. So you know, it's good to have friends. Uh, that cigar actually has. A, an Ecuadorian Habano uh, wrapper. Ecuadorian wrappers of all types are, are very popular right now, if you haven't noticed. But an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. It has a Dominican Olar binder. It has Criollo 98 and a Pilito Cubano filler. And you can't believe how much, how long I've practiced to be able to say that would not sound too so. Because <laughs> so, my Spanish is not the best. But anyway, it, it is a very interesting cigar. And it, this one does come. We, we, we kind of went back traditional this time. We actually went back to the same blend, but in three sizes. And uh, I'm really happy. We have a, a, a Corona, a Toro, and a Robusto sizing those cigars. Speaking of uh, sizes, I heard the blue was going to come out in a new size. Yeah, we're working on that right now. Um, looking at maybe, I think what we're probably going to do is do a Toro rather than, rather than the, well, we're not going dis to discontinue the Torpedo. Don't, don't be wrong. I mean, excuse me, that will be over my dead body. Because <laughs> I love that cigar, I guess. But, you know, there are a lot of people out there whose thing just aren't Torpedoes. So we're kind of looking at it right now, maybe doing a Toro size in that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. something else we're looking at right now, too, is with a white label. It is a 7 by 52 Churchill, which is, means it's a pretty substantial cigar, and we've had many requests that we do that in a smaller size, especially from the lady smokers. Uh, the cigar's been very popular with them because it does give them a lot of flavor without giving them a whole lot of, not without giving them a headache. Uh, we're probably going to do that maybe in a Corona or a Toro size too. So, and looks like we're kind of kicking around the idea of maybe adding a new, uh, a new, an entirely new blend to the Vicarious cigars too. Cool. And uh, I also heard you guys sold out at uh, Jungle Gems Cigar Festival. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Congratulations! Uh, I tell you what. That. Of course, we had the home home court advantage there, which was great. But uh, yeah, we were blessed. We absolutely, actually, we pretty we pretty much had sold out. It was a two day event for those of you who aren't familiar with it, and we pretty much had sold out by Saturday evening. We just kind of had the scraps left over for Saturday, so. And we've been we've been running that kind of situation in, in several places here now where they're actually selling out. So, and again, folks, thank you very much for your support. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 
And again, Trey J Cigars on Twitter or TreyJCigars.com to get all your information, whether it's the, the white, the blue, the black, or Invictus, it's all there. Right. We're also on Facebook. So, you know, contact me there. If you have any questions, Ben, I know you kind of keep in touch. It's good to see and hear from you, buddy. It is good. Yeah, hopefully I'll catch you at a cigar event down this area. Make your way around. Yeah, I'm hoping so. So, yeah, we've got a couple of real active guys down south now, so I think we'll be scheduling quite a few events down there. So you'll be you'll be seeing us more down that way, whether you want to or not, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Mark Take and Mark, more. man, you got, it's always a good chance to talk to you. Yeah, same here. If it's same been here. too long. Definitely. Yeah, well, you were you were missed at Tweet Out, that's for sure. Well, I appreciate it, brother. I I just yep. had so much stuff going on that it's just it's been it's been oh. it's been interesting. I'm telling you, it's been good, but it's been interesting. I you we, know, and I'm I'm not as young as I used to be, so I need a little more rest sometimes than I used to. So, but uh, again, everything's going real well. Missed you guys too. Wish I could have been here, but it's just. I had to make some hard choices, and that was one of them. So, well, did uh, did Johnny let you know that we had a lot of fun at your expense? Well, I, I would not expect anything else from Johnny. Okay, so you know, it doesn't. Uh, oh, he never told me that, but it does not surprise me. Okay. Yeah, we uh, we didn't throw you under the bus too bad, but <laughs> we well, that's okay. You know, you, you were the odd man out because you weren't there, so we had to. Yeah, it's kind of no, like how we. We target Kirk here, you know. Yeah, when, yeah. when he's not on the show, Apparently, we build up yeah, ammunition so when he shows up. But hey, the way I look at it, bad press is better than no press at all, so that's fine. <laughs> that's Lindsay Lohan's uh, way of looking at it. That is. That is. I can't believe you just made a little... I'm going to have to edit that out. We, we cannot have a, <laughs> a Lindsay Lohan reference on our show. Leave it in there. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, long, long story short, I want to thank Jerry Garrett for coming on the show with us tonight. It's been a pleasure having you. And, and you uh, kid, it's my pleasure, buddy. It's so good to get able to talk to you guys. Kirk, it's nice meeting you. And Ben, it's been great, buddy. We need to stay in touch. Jerry, we need to, we definitely need to stay in touch. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to be definitely reaching down south, and like I said, out west and back back east and so on. So you're going to see a larger presence countrywide here very soon, hopefully. I'm so glad to hear that. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in the flesh soon thank enough. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. Have a good night. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. See you, Jared. All right. Let's keep going. Good deal. So that was awesome, by the way. Great interview. I, I was just sitting back, uh, puffing on my cigar and enjoying it. But yeah, wanna... that was... Uh... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I, I want to just... Uh... I didn't get a chance to to mention it with uh, with Jerry, but uh, so I just got done standing up a uh, a Minnesota cigar club uh, that has just exploded in the last two weeks. Here we're we're already approaching 100 members, and that might not sound like much for you Southern big shots, but uh, up here in Minnesota, there's not as many people, and uh, you know that's like half the state really. So uh, we're we're doing good things up here, and uh, I'd actually like to get vicarious. Uh, any any other boutique lines uh, that want to join the club? I think it'd be great to have some uh, some representation there. So, and if uh, anyone listening is interested in doing something similar in your area, whether it's a state or a city or a county or however you want to splice it up, just uh, reach out to me at your convenience, and I can maybe give you some tips on how I got things going a little bit. Cool. Sounds cool. And, uh, I have a question. You guys mentioned before about some new FDA 
regulation or something. Can you expand? Because I actually haven't read that article. Can you expand on that and tell me what kind of clinic it's supposed to have? Well, that's the weird thing about the article is we don't know what these rules are going to be until they show them next week. So literally, when they hand them to Congress or they hand them to the White House, that's the first time anybody outside of the FDA is going to see them. So they could, what they're, what they're do. Yeah, this could be nothing or we could be fucked. Okay, so here we go again. Congress uh, throws it out there and they say, oh, well, well, let's sign this so we can see what's in it. What the f Hopefully not. Uh, they tried to do that with other issues. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was, it was a weird article, and I read several different versions of the same article because I'm like, nobody knows what's in it, you know? <laughs> and I kept looking and looking, and it was crazy. I wonder if there's any chance that it actually helps the premium cigar industry, and what I mean by that is, you know, there are some aspects of the bigger cigar industry that the premium cigar smokers don't endorse. Like, for instance, uh, the, the really flavored bubblegum stuff and the blueberry cigars and the machine-made, you know, basically it's a cigarette kind of thing. So, yeah, well, I'm not, you know, maybe we could call out individual companies, but I'll try to avoid that. <laughs> but um, who knows, maybe that's what the FDA is going after, is just kind of defining the terms, which... Uh, going back to home state of Minnesota, that could actually help states like Minnesota where they have no definition of terms, and so all cigars are treated like, you know, shit, basically. So, um, who knows? Historically, though, they hadn't they uh, grouped all of that together? Say that again? I said historically, haven't they grouped all of that together, trying to throw the yep. premium handmaids yep. in with the machine-made crap? Exactly. I mean, and, and historically, and it's, it's just cigars. All cigars are just quote-unquote cigars. But with further de definition of that term, you know, a hand-rolled cigar or long filler or whatever the case may be could be separated from the machine-made and separated from the flavored, meaning that it gets a better, hopefully a better treatment. Yeah. If, if someone wants to tax machine-made or tax bubblegum flavored cigars, I don't care about that. Um, I'm, I care about the, the real deal. And speaking of Minnesota, haven't we annexed y'all to Canada yet? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> if, uh, if, if I'm in Canada, I don't, know, I don't know what that makes you guys. Then I, uh, if you're going to be in Canada, you got to throw an A on the end of everything. A. Well, uh, hang, hanging out with a bunch of hosers here. Smoking a cigar. Uh, speaking of uh, cigars, that was a horrible segue. I don't know why I just said that, but anyway, uh, Kirk. <laughs> Good luck, uh, Kirk. I saw you smoke the uh, the La Imperiosa and had a better uh, better experience with it than I did. Oh yeah, actually, I'm smoking on one right now. I um right now right now I uh I grabbed a few and smoked them right out of the box. Now a lot of a lot of what I'm hearing is saying that the uh, the La Imperiosas are actually better if you lay them down for a little bit. Um, I'm not patient enough to do that, so I just smoke them right away. This is my third one I've had, and um, I really enjoy it. So, so it's a Nicaraguan binder filler, and the wrapper is a Ecuadorian Habano. So Ecuadorian Habanos are pretty common, uh, but what they do is they bring a lot of spice uh, to the cigar, and then the, the Nicaraguan kind of balances it out. So the flavors I get, it, overall it's a smooth cigar, burns like a champ. 
Um, it's got some spicy notes, and it has a really dark, like, sweet note. I guess I would define maybe as uh, molasses or raisins or something like that. It's hard to put my finger on. But I've really enjoyed these things, and uh, given the fact that I'm paying $13 a stick, I mean, that probably says a lot that I, I keep going back to buy more. I'll have to put some put something to bed for a while and give it another shot. I my, Which my palate could have been buzzed that day, who the hell knows. But now, one thing I will say, Mark, and it might have affected your experience, was I, I don't think it's any fault of crown heads, but uh, I've seen a lot, a lot of posts about crown head cigars having beetle issues. Uh, maybe a bad shipment or a bad boatload came up coming up from um, Central America, but perhaps your your cigar that you tried maybe it had a beetle issue that affected the flavor negatively. Well, and, and speaking of that, and I've seen this a lot on the cartel. Has anybody ever smoked a cigar and then found the beetle hole afterwards? I have not. I haven't yeah. either. Uh, neither. But no. I've seen like 10 different people on the cartel experience that. Yeah, I'm not sure how I... The one thing I read about it, because uh, I was try, trying to be really diligent on you know, being aware of cigar beetles and what to look for and everything. Uh, so I did a lot of reading, and, and one of the quotes I read that just has always stuck with me was that if you smoke a cigar and it kind of tastes like shit, uh, it, you're probably you're probably <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. You're if you smoke a cigar and it tastes like shit, you're probably actually smoking beetle shit. So, um, <laughs> which that that kind of stays with you, you know. So I've never had a cigar quite taste like that, but hope to never experience it. Kirka wine stepping cognac. <laughs> Cognac and beetle shit. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's dipped in King Henry the Fourth's feces. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> you guys are totally good. And if you're lucky, you'll get a peanut. <laughs> Before this gets too far out of control, <laughs> Children. back to what what Kurt was saying, you know, about letting one rest. Uh, I had a similar experience with a uh, Terrazona cigar. Um, Eddie Terrazona, uh, tweet up 2014, he had at, he had handed me a couple of the uh, Revolution 305s. And I smoked one of them, pretty good cigar, and just kind of tucked the other one away in the aging humidor. Actually, Mark hid it from me. That's and we pulled those out... Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I had it uh, here on the truck with me in my travel humidor, and I pulled it out today and smoked it. And I don't quite remember the first one. I mean, it was nothing that really blew my socks off, but uh, this one was a really good cigar. I mean, it, it was a really good smoke after a, a year of sitting in the humidor. Are there any other Terrazonas that you've aged that have a similar effect where once you let them sit, or is it just the 305 that you've aged? The only one I've aged is the 305. Correction, the only one I have aged is the 305. Uh, okay, the only one Mark hid from me and that got a year's worth of age on it before I caught it and smoked it was that one. Uh, I was going to say, Senior, the only way you age the cigar is if it fell between the crack of your seat and the, uh, and the console in your truck. Exactly. Uh, you, you don't know how true that statement is. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm sorry, but if it's out here, you know, it, it's talking to me. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, smoke me. Hey, Mark, you know smoke you want me. it. 
You know you want it. Smoke me. Go ahead. Light me on fire. Light me on fire. So I want to go back to something real quick. Um, We talked about Beatles real briefly, but this is a great opportunity to talk uh, about some practices out there. I I don't personally do these things. But there are a lot of folks out there who, when they buy a box of cigars online or they buy it directly from Rocky Battelle or whoever, uh, the first thing they do is they, they freeze them. Uh, and what they're attempting to do by doing that is protecting their existing inventory at home from a potential infestation. So the process goes something like this. And there's you know different ways, so don't quote me as this. I'm not saying this is the only way. But you take your cigars, you throw them in the freezer for three days, uh, I don't know if there's anything super magic about that number, but I think three days is how long it takes to kill beetles and larvae and eggs. And <clears throat> after three days, you don't want to go directly from the freezer to outside of the freezer because it could lead to some cracking and other issues. So you actually take it from the freezer, then you put it in the refrigerator for, I think, 48 hours. And then after it's in the refrigerator for 48 hours, you bring it out into normal temperature, and then you can humidify as, as normal. And what the purpose of that is, again, is to, to kill any existing beetles, larvae, or eggs that may be on your, your cigars. Some people do that with every single cigar they bring into their house, even if they just bought it from the brick and mortar. So but something to stick in. Go ahead. Is that a concern with a, um, a sealed box? Yep. Like you're just taking a, a sealed box they can still get out of there and... Yep. Uh, so, into the rest of your stash. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you have a sealed box that's still in cellophane, I, my, my guess is that the beetles would stay within that box. But even still, you don't want beetles eating up 20 cigars in, sure. a, in a sealed box just to find it, you know, two years later or something if you're trying to age it. So, um, and not all cigar manufacturers, a lot of them do it, but not all of them are freezing their cigars. So, I think a lot of the big guys, the Perdomos and the Rockies and whoever else, you know, they're before they even ship their cigars, uh, they're freezing them all to try to kill off any existing in, uh, beetles. So that way, you know, the beetles don't hatch in shipment. But some of the smaller guys, I don't think they're practicing that. Uh, and I think that's evident in, for instance, the crown heads. I'll call it a, a pandemic or pandemic because uh, I know that the La Imperiosas have been hit and I actually saw one of the other cigars, a different brand completely that was hit by it. So that means somewhere between Central America and the U.S., those cigars are getting too hot or too humid or exposed to something that's allowing the beetles to hatch, and then, you know, it's all downhill from there. Hmm. And Okay, so one more thing. Sorry, because it sounds like I'm throwing crown heads under the bus. I'm not. So crown heads... This could happen to anyone, by the way. This could happen to the best of the best. It's nothing that they're doing wrong. Uh, what I will say is Crown Heads is attempting to do the right thing here, and they've, they've released a, a PR statement. It's some sort of memo I've seen um, basically stating, hey, if you have issues with any of our cigars, you know, we, we caught word that we're having some beetle issues. If you have a problem, let us know, and we, we will refund you uh, or ship you know, good cigars to you. And I've even heard stories about, you know, my, my whole box of La Imperiosa has been uh, infested, and they'll ship you a brand new box and also throw in some extra stuff. So don't uh, don't shy away from trying crown heads just because they're having some tough times. Uh, I know they're a stand-up company, and their cigars are absolutely worth it. I have not seen any Beatles uh, on the Minnesota La Imperiosas that I've smoked. So you got to give them a chance, have it. you know, how they react. <laughs> like you said, anyone. It could have been Christoph. It could have been. Alec Bradley, you could have been anyone that runs yep. into that. Just something that happens in the process. Exactly. Yeah. Well, luckily, Vicar's didn't have to worry about that. Hopefully not, man. <laughs> that's it's a headache that no one 
you don't you don't wish on your worst enemy, but uh, Beatles aren't, aren't worthy of those cigars. <laughs> so, what else? Well, then you can't uh, you can't just look at the cigar industry and say you know they're the only ones with problems out there. I'm kind of a gun guy, and numerous big name gun manufacturers have had very sizable recalls in uh, the last couple of years. So, I mean, it, it's not just a cigar thing when it comes to manufacturing and stuff like that where there's a flaw. You're making millions of products, either guns or cigars, and yeah, you know, there's room for error somewhere. It's just going to happen. Yep. And I think the most important thing is, is how they handle it. You know, it, it mm. could happen, like you said, Ben, it could happen to Christoph or any of your favorites. Um, and and the fact that it happens, you know, is regrettable. But it's it's how the companies choose to handle that. If if they if you call them up and say, hey, my cigars got Beatles, and they say, well, too bad, good luck next time. Um, that's one thing. But if they if they bend over backwards to take care of you, then that's all you can really ask for. I think that's the true test of customer service when they're under pressure and they've got to create, you know, customer satisfaction. How they do that, yep. I think would would gain favor in business. It, it can't be it can't be cheap either. Because you know they've already paid the shipping, they've already paid for the materials and everything else. So mm-hmm. the fact that they're willing to do it says a lot. All right, let's just uh, wrap up with uh, a final thought on what you guys are smoking. All right, well I already kind of touched on mine, so I'll do it real, real briefly. But I'm smoking the La Imperiosa by Crown Heads, uh, beetle free, and really enjoying it. Again, this is the third t- third time I've smoked it. I think typically they retail for about ten bucks. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive in Minnesota, but if you ever see one, they got a turquoise band, and it's La Imperiosa by Crown Heads. You have to try it. Right, and blend, uh, blend. Ben, what are you smoking? Uh, I've got the Alec Bradley Black Market Torpedo, the uh, cool Panamanian, and Honduran Filler. Um, it's a delicious smoke, still medium, still consistent from when it first started. Uh, Sumatra binder and uh, wrappers from Honduras. Um, so delicious smoke. I recommend an afternoon, maybe after dinner, after lunch. Um, it's good. It's good stuff. And senior, wrap it up. I've got the Prensada as we talked about earlier, and I'm not even going through the binder and filler because I screwed that up the first go around. <laughs> but Dominion. it's an Dominion. You said Dominion. Yeah, Dominion. Something like that, anyway. Uh, it's an excellent cigar. I've, uh, I can't say that I've ever had a bad uh, Alec Bradley, but uh, the Prensadas have always been really good. It's always a go-to. Probably, I'd say it falls medium to full. All right, and that has been Cigar Tipsters episode 18. I want to say thank you again to Jerry Garrett of Trey J Cigars for coming on the show tonight. Hope you enjoyed, and stay smoky.